Spoiler alert! The Silver Screen Redemption includes few to no spoilers. Due to Houston and Brian's lack of cinematic knowledge, most of their movie information is either false or imagined. However, if they still leave you feeling paranoid about potential spoilers, please check the episode description for details. Welcome, everybody, to the Silver Screen Redemption, our comedy podcast where we take your favorite movie franchises and make subjectively necessary sequels. I'm your host, Houston Bodley. And I'm also your host, Brian Perry. And Brian, it's the most wonderful time of the year. It's Justice League and the Hunt for the Infinity People, part three. Love it. I've, you know, some people are saying we're having Justice League fatigue, but I don't buy it. I, I don't get it either. It's just a wonderful world with that we're in. Uh, with Captain Nemo and Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. Well, now we're talking about the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, the League of Extraordinary Justice. Yeah. Oh, okay. Infinity. War. I'm sorry, I got it right. Yeah, yeah. Or wrong. I apologize, <laughs> everyone. I don't care how you're feeling, whether you think there's superhero fatigue or not. I personally think we're at the pinnacle of superhero greatness right now. A marvelous time to be alive. Uh, a quite marvelous time to be alive. Yeah. I'll be honest. But maybe maybe you're a little down on the superheroes right now. Either way, we're going to change that. Yeah. I, I think this one is a redemption, not of the movies, because they're perfect. Superhero movies are perfect. There's no flaws. Yes. It's, it's us that need to be redeemed. Yeah. It's the people, the fans. We need to realize how much we've taken these superhero movies for granted. Yeah. They're just always there. Before they were special, you know? I think that's the thing, is that it's not so much that there's superhero fatigue, it's just that there is this transition of it's becoming a big movie event to becoming a genre. Yes. So, like, there's people who aren't going, yes, I need to go see every drama film, I need to yeah. go see every war film. Um, and I think that's what superhero movies are turning into. They're still big, they're still special right now. But I think they're here to stay for the most part. I think like, so, too. They're a pretty good setting to tell stories. So um, I just think the people who are fatigued are just becoming more vocal about them. Yeah. But I think people still love them just as much as they did. Well, I'm never not, not going to go to a Marvel movie. Exactly. So I sold my soul to Marvel. <laughs> yeah. Um, this episode is brought to you by Marvel. Us and every other movie website. Yes. We're being paid by Marvel to sponsor them. Uh, yes. Man, that's a good business model. Yeah. <laughs> We're sponsored by everyone. Yep. Not Fandango today. Not Fandango. We don't need our need our Fandango Unchained segment today. No, we have a plan. We have a, a bit of a plan. And that's and it's the Justice Plan. The Justice Plan. That's the that's the code name. That's the uh, Blue Harvest sort of pre recording nickname for it. It's like when Christopher Nolan was recording uh not recording, uh filming When Bat- he was making his podcast. When he was making <laughs> his podcast, the Nolan Files, when he was filming Batman Begins, the script had a totally different name for it. And every time Batman appeared in the script or Bruce Wayne or any of the characters, they changed it because people were still coming off the Batman and Robin wave right. of Batman's a joke now. We can't take yeah. him serious. So they wanted to save it until they were ready to release footage so people could believe that it was something like, great. Oh, it's a cool Batman now. Exactly. Yeah. That's what we're doing. We're calling this the What did Justice they call him? I need to fact check that. Uh, the code name for Batman Begins 
was, wait, hold on. This is Dark Knight. Oh, is it? Which doesn't fit. So maybe a different thing. But the codename for the movie was Rory's First Kiss. Yeah, that's not right. So uh, the codename for, for the Dark Knight was Rory's First Kiss. Unless that's a very, very secret deleted scene that I have not come up with. Yeah. Um, I think it's actually a scene in this movie we're making today. Okay. I think they're. I think we're going to finally see Rory's first kiss. Is that your personal study demand? It is, yeah. Um, I just called it a study demand. Um, <laughs> as you can tell, I'm in it's the middle finals of finals. Yep. Um, no, that's our first studio demand. So, yeah, the justice plan. Brian, do you want to give us the lowdown on what we're going to do today? Yes, I will. Um, so, if you've heard our Marvel movie mashup, uh, we're not doing that exactly but you should go listen to it. But we are taking all of your favorite Marvel heroes, taking them out of the movie and helping, helping people sort of see, see the Marvel cinematic universe through new eyes. Um, Give some, get some fresh faces in there and really liven it up a little bit. Well, and to help uh, place the setting for all this, uh, Brian and I got like an early one month in advance screening of Avengers affinity war. And I'm sorry, it's kind of a bummer for all y'all but that, that's where the spoiler alert is going to come in right here a big huge very real don't google it just believe that it's real spoiler alert all the avengers die not just all the avengers all of the characters all the characters thanos for, punched it, them all thanos punched them all and then he punched himself no i think thanos still stayed alive he he, he looked like he was dead it was very unclear it was kind of one of those like, oh, I, I see a spot of purple there in the background. That might have been Thanos coming back in the post credit post credit scene. Well, we do know that there is an Infinity War Part Two coming out. We do. Um, so I think we're going to go under the assumption today that Thanos does come back. Yeah, he's got to. That'd be crazy, right? Exactly. But here's what happened at the end of Infinity War. After he killed all the Avengers and supposedly killed himself. Uh, with all those good good Infinity Stones, he opened up space and time. And reality, because those are some of the stones, I think. And he just opened the vortexes to all the different dimensions, worlds, and times. And he just let a free-flowing portal into the Avengers world. And so now we have the liberty to go through whatever identities we want to and place them on our Avengers team. Um, So today we're going to go ahead and make our own Avengers team the one that we think could take on Thanos. And defeat him once and for all. That is our top priority. Defeating it, Thanos. I think that should be everyone's. That is absolutely how I picked my priority. Picked my replacements. You need some resemblance to the Avengers. Yes. And so I think Brian and I, we both took this. We took 12 Avengers, split them in half randomly, and then decided, okay, we have, for example, Iron Man. Uh, we need another a stereotypical character who maybe either has a mechanical suit, is a rich billionaire, is snarky, but something that fills that role to be Iron Man, but better. Yes. Um, and I didn't focus as much on the snarky or the even heroic. Uh, do you want to go f- ahead first and just say which superheroes you will be dealing with? And I'll tell yes, you mine. That is a good that is a good idea. Uh, I I have prepared replacements for. And again, these are just recommendations. Maybe as we talk, we'll we'll sort of stumble on something better uh, as sort of the plot unfolds. But uh, I am I am uh, looking at Iron Man, Thor, Hawkeye, Ant-Man, Doctor Strange and Groot. 
Um, so the superheroes I'm going to cover are Black Widow, Black Panther, Spider-Man. We got this weird chain of like Black Panther to Black Widow to a spider. Um, the Hulk, uh, one of the... Who is a man, so it's still connected. Hulk man, still connected. Uh, one of the Guardians of the Galaxy, which I have yet to reveal. Okay. And Captain America. So, Brian, let's start with you. Go ahead and tell me who your replacement Avenger is and why they should make the team. So I think when I tell you the name of the character that I chose to replace Iron Man, I think it will become obvious. His name is Iron Man. That's a good call. Uh, we're. I, I think we've gotten enough of Tony Stark. Yeah. But we still need that iron resolve, you know, leading that half of the Avenger, the Avengers. Do you know the lyrics to uh, Iron Man by Black Sabbath? That is my cho- that is my choice. Iron Man by Black Sabbath, <laughs> not the song. The character in the song. The character in the song. I know. Do you know the story of that song? I know it's Ozzy Osbourne yes. wrote it. I know there is the phrase "I am Iron Man." It does say "I am Iron Man" in it. And I know it's one of the easiest guitar riffs to play. Dun, 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 dun. Yep. Um, it has a cool story. If you like, actually, like read through the lyrics, it Tell is me about the story. It is about a man who goes to the future. He builds a time machine or something. The details are vague because it is a song by Ozzy Osbourne. But we we get the story of this man who travels to the future to see what the future is like, and it is awful. Everything is destroyed. People are dying. Wars, pestilence, everything. It's awful, right? Yes. So he's going to go back and warn his people and say, hey, like we need to change something or the future is going to be awful. And in the process of going back... It is vague. It says he was turned to steel in the great magnetic field when he traveled time for the future of mankind. But he didn't get hand jets or foot jets or missiles. He just got encased in iron or steel. Can he move? Because this would be important. Can he see or is he blind? Can he walk at all? Or if he moves, will he fall? These are the actual lyrics. So I guess that's his character arc that we're going to discover through the he movie. Kinda, I, I'm assuming he cannot move very well. He okay. cannot talk. It is important that he cannot talk. So he's very different from Tony Stark, who definitely can talk. But when he gets there to warn the people that he loves, do they love him back? No, because they don't know it's him. They think it's just this monstrosity. This okay. block of iron. This block of iron that can move around a little bit, uh, but it falls when he when he walks. Nobody wants him. So he just stares at the world, planning his vengeance that he will soon unfurl. He's oh, a bad guy. He's kind of vindictive. That's my twist. Right off the bat. <laughs> the Avengers are the bad. start. The Avengers aren't bad, but I think Iron Man is. Okay, so he's the Loki of this group. He's sort of a Loki character. Okay, and, and I think maybe, maybe that's just sort of, that's how we bring him in. Mm-hmm. And then he, he teams up and becomes good. Okay. Maybe they give him, they cut him a mouth hole or something. Either he way, talk. he's not going to be that useful. Right, he can't move very well. But he, he can warn us about the future. I think that's valuable, especially if we lose vision. Oh, oh which we definitely Which will. we definitely did. But, but, <laughs> I, I don't know if this is an actual spoiler, but he is an Infinity Stone. Yes, so. he, he is absolutely dead. So I think, I think someone with the ability to see the future uh, is very helpful. He knows. But the sad, the sad thing that we're going to change from this, from the story of the song... The story of the song is that he is the one who causes all the destruction that he foresaw. Yes. Right? By coming back and everyone hating him. So is he Thanos' puppet, kind of? I think he starts out that way. And then we say, I think that's where we deviate from 
from the song. The tragedy. And we redeem him. The tragic ballad by Ozzy Osbourne. The tragic ballad of Iron Man. Awesome. Now the time is here for Iron Man to spread cheer. I'm changing it from fear. Vengeance from the grave kills the people he once saved. We're cutting that in. I like that it puts the word vengeance in it. Vengeance, because that... Avengers. Yeah. Yeah. That that line there sold me on why we should put him on the team. So Iron Man. Yeah. Like Okay. He's the unsung hero. Well, he's literally the sung hero, but um, <laughs> I think he's underrepresented in film. Um, he's, he's the still unfilmed hero. Kind of on the bubble because I'm not sure how useful he's going to be. Not useful. I think he's the guy in the chair. Yes. He's the guy in the chair feeding people intel because they do cut him a mouth hole. And then he's like, whoa, Thanos never cut me a mouth hole. I'll be nice to these I'll people. be nice to the Avengers. I they want gave vengeance. Me the gift of word. Yeah. Cool. So I'm going to move on to my first okay. hero. I started with Black Widow. And a lot of how I decided who should be their replacements is I looked at each of my superheroes and decided what is likely their downfall? What is it that would ultimately result in them getting defeated by Thanos? Um, one of the interesting character aspects of Black Widow is she's an Avenger, but she has no superpowers. True. She's this international spy. She has a lot of martial arts skills. She's good with a gun. She is kind of useless against a giant purple guy who has control of everything, essentially. Yeah. Um, but I don't think she realizes that. Um, another thing is she kind of has that traumatic experience with her ballerina school that teaches her to be an assassin. Yeah. I don't think she's completely resolved that trauma. Um, another thing is that she died in the last movie. Well, yes. Avengers Infinity War. Yes. I'm explaining <laughs> why she okay. died. Okay. Um, I think another part of it is she is blonde in the movie. Um, if there's anything I've learned from my statistical analysis classes is that if you change something and then you lose, there's obviously a correlation there. And I think it yes. has to do with her hair. Yeah. Um, so I looked at it and said, okay. Black Widow, she's probably uh, beaten down, broken by Thanos. Yes. I need someone who can withstand being broken. I need someone who can, uh, despite their powers, uh, recognize their weaknesses, but make the most of it. I need someone who's been through a tragedy or the same kind of trauma that Black Widow has, but has dealt with it and addressed it. And furthermore, I need someone who keeps their red hair. Because I think that's yeah. very important to this. So I looked for the person who would be the least likely to be broken and who's been through trauma and has red hair. And I decided they already have a superhero name, and that is the unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. That is a great <laughs> choice. Um, I actually had no idea where you're going with that. But now you know. I definitely at one point thought Chucky Finster from the Rugrats. Well, nope. It's <laughs> Unbreakable Commission is very good. The I unbreakable should have picked up Kimmy on Schmidt. the Unbreakable part. Yep. One-on-one -on -one fight, Black Widow would probably take down Kimmy Schmidt. Right. But against Thanos, that doesn't really matter if you can scissor kick or not. Yeah. I think what does matter is motivation. Yeah. Inspiration. Yeah. Having some optimism. Cheering on your team. Surviving anything for 10 seconds. Surviving anything for 10 seconds. That's literally one of her powers. Yeah. Surviving anything for 10 seconds, and then she can just start over. And she is unbreakable. Unbreakable. I think Kimmy Schmidt is a very much needed addition. She's alive, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a miracle. <laughs> so that's my case for the new Black Widow. Okay. Let me do my next one then. 
And then we'll see. I think we want to kind of move through these. Pick, a little pick, faster. Do these and sort of see uh, what we have to work with. And then we can sort of go back and dig a little deeper. Yeah. Um, well, and I think as a heads up to the listener, like the, the casting is going to be the majority of this episode. Yeah, I think that's I think the plot part. is pretty straightforward. You get them together and then they take down Thanos. Yeah. Um, I think this should be a new season two sweet and sour segments. Okay. Uh, casting episodes. Okay, good. Um, and we're going to call it The Perfect Cast. Oh, that's good, because it's a movie. Yeah. I've actually been listening to a lot of I2I this week uh, in an unrelated, <laughs> just for no reason. I think that's the theme song for this. Oh, my goodness. It's beautiful. We're seeing it eye to eye. Did you know that it's spelled the letter I, the number two, the letter I? It yes. makes it very hard uh-huh. to find on Spotify. Anyway, luckily, well, not luckily, eh, whatever, luckily, this next one's already cast. Um, it's, uh, I'm, this is my replacement for Hawkeye. Okay. What does Hawkeye do? He shoots a bow. He shoots, well, he shoots the arrows from he his He shoots bow. the arrows in a bow. I, uh, I went and looked for, for characters who were archers, right? You got the leg losses. The leg losses. You got all the usuals. You maybe the people... got the guy archer in the, the show archer. Right. Archer, the spy, I believe he is. Uh, you got Katniss Everdeen, famous yes. archer. You got Robin Hood. And I said none of those. Um, I actually said the I chose the archer that came up on a list of archers that I did not remember that she was an archer. And that's Neytiri from oh, Avatar. From Avatar. Played by Zoe Saldana. So hopefully Good call. hopefully your secret guardian of the galaxy is not Gamora. Um we'll get to it. It might work. It it'll I'll tell you this. It'll still work. Okay. Okay. But Gamora is mentioned in this. Okay. So uh, we may have a, a blue Zoe Saldana and a green Zoe Saldana. I, I think we won't have contrasting Zeldanas. Okay. Okay. Um, but I think uh, she's a solid choice. Uh, we're in space now, you know? Uh-huh. Uh, the Avengers are, are having to deal with space, and they need someone, a native, to uh, help them on their way. They can't compensate for the lack of gravity when they're shooting arrows. Exactly. Hawkeye's like... That's why he died, right? Yeah. Like, that's exactly why he died in the movie. Uh-huh. Was he was like, oh, I know how to do this. I'll just shoot this with my eyes closed. And it's like, oops, gravity. And it gets him in the eyeball and he's and dead. And he kills Sandra Bullock. Yep. gravity. <laughs> so, yeah, Neytiri um, uh, is my choice. Okay. I'm going to move on to my next choice. Okay. You know what's a hot movie right now? Black Panther. Black Panther is so hot right now. He's made a lot of dough. A lot of dough. Um, I think that pride has gotten to him. It's gotten to his head. Pride has, okay. Um, and I think because he's to who? Bit, to T'Challa. To T'Challa. 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 Yeah, I'm okay. gonna edit that out because that's just racist. That's probably racist. Um, but T'Challa, uh, he's probably not as humble as he used to be. He just became the king of the box office. Um, so I wanted to see first of all who has beaten T'Challa in the past. Um, and the very first answer that comes to mind is Michael B. Jordan, spoilers, in Black Panther. Yes. There is one fight where he does beat him. And then eventually he loses to him. But that's because there's this weird vibranium train involved and right. science that is superhero logic. I don't get it. But in a fair fight, Michael B. Jordan, playing Eric Killmonger, can beat the Black Panther. Um, unfortunately, Eric Killmonger, again, spoilers from Black Panther was killed off. Um, so I had to look for other Michael B. Jordan characters. Okay. My favorite 
of that selection was Adonis Creed from the movie Creed, who is a boxer. But then I remembered, you know what? Spoiler for Creed, he loses in that movie to a guy who is played by Tony Ballou or Bellu. Okay. Um, he is a boxer in the British Boxing League, and I don't know what it's called, but it's there. Um, so then I said, no, he's got to be the new one. Um, I kept this chain going okay. to see who they Did lost. Did he ever to. get beat? Yeah. Yeah. I went through like six or seven uh, names to try and find someone who finally was never beat. And I got to a guy named Andre Ward. But you know who Andre Ward has actually lost to? Michael B. Jordan's character in Creed. Wow. So okay. I decided there's a cyclical nature to life. Okay. You at any time can lose, no matter how powerful you are. And I think we that learned that from from you know Infinity War. From Infinity War, Black Panther, he thought he was on top of the world because of how popular he was. Right. He could lose. Yeah. The cyclical nature of life. You need to understand it. So you know what I thought? We need someone who understands this life cycle, or the circle of life, okay. as you will. Okay. Who is also an African king. Okay. And also looks like a cat. Okay. So I'm going with Simba on this choice. Simba. I out think, of nowhere. I think okay. Simba is who you would immediately jump to uh, for recasting the Black Panther. But I wanted to go in the most convoluted way to get to him. Okay. And I think I succeeded there. And that is my argument for why Simba should be part of the Avengers. Okay. Um, Donald Glover? Yes. You're feeling? Okay. Yep. We can talk about that more when we're doing our in-depth casting, but... Uh... I am very excited about him doing Simba in the in the new Lion King. Okay, my next one is Thor. This is my most obvious one. Okay. This is my this is my phoning it in, very obvious choice. <laughs> uh Zeus. <laughs> Just the, a different thunder. The better god. lightning god. Yeah, a better a better thunder and lightning god um who who has a whole pantheon behind yes. him that that western culture knows about more than Norse mythology well and with zeus does he bring wonder woman along to be in this justice plan movie yes yeah i mean okay. I, I think she can make a cameo because she is his daughter right but i also think that uh oh no you know that now that i think about it she also died in infinity war oh yeah she did which was very unfortunate but they were uh, attempting the crossover they were trying to yeah. make peace and saying hey let's put our differences aside we need each other to beat this bad guy yeah but that's when he got him well, it was, and when you say he, you don't mean Thanos, obviously. You mean Kevin Feige. Yes. On screen, killed Wonder Woman. Well, I think that's what happened is Thanos pulled off his mask and it was really Kevin Feige. The whole oh, time. okay. I don't know if you caught that. It was one of the mid credit scenes. But... I, yeah, it wasn't clear. You'd see one and then you'd see the other in another scene, but you wouldn't see him. You weren't sure if it was a hallucination. Yeah, movie. yeah. So yeah, Kevin Feige killed Wonder Woman in this movie. I can't <laughs> believe they did that. It was a bold choice. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. We can't stress this enough. These are real spoilers. So, yep. Real, real spoilers. So definitely uh, beware. Um, so Zeus. Zeus. I mean, there it is. Are we... Uh, maybe we go after a Hercules-style Disney Zeus? So he's animated. I like that. I think he might be animated. I dig it. Mix it up, you know? So he could be a stone giant, too, if he wanted. We didn't clarify this on Simba, either. I, I kind of want to go with the future. Let's go CGI. All right. An Aslan style. Aslan style. Lion. Okay. Lion. Um, my next one is Spider-Man. Okay. Tell me, Brian, which of the Spider-Mans did not work the best for you? For me, it was, man, at the time, they all worked for me. 
I've never disliked a Spider-Man movie ever. Even Spider-Man three, even Amazing Spider-Man two. Eh, um, I liked Amazing Spider-Man two. I didn't like Amazing Spider-Man or Spider-Man three as much, but it was okay. I never thought it was like a bad movie. There's just too much going on on it. Pretend you're someone who their favorite superhero is not Spider-Man. Yes, it's which, Tobey Maguire. Uh, which movies? Oh, did not work. Best. I mean, Spider-Man three. Okay, why did Spider-Man three not work for you? Um, and for that sake, why did Amazing Spider-Man 2 not work for you? The villains were... Too many? Yes. Yes. Scattered. I'm just going to stop well you developed, there. Not well-developed. Too many. There's too many. Too many, yeah. You... I didn't want to say there were too many characters because that is not a flaw. That is, that is called ambitious crossover. It's that, just That's what we're going for. There's too many villains too for many villains. Spider-Man to juggle. Right. What if he had more arms, like an actual spider? Whoa. He could probably juggle them. Yes. So I'm thinking a real spider for Spider-Man. Um, so I jumped to <laughs> okay. famous cinematic spiders. The first one I thought of was Aragog from the Harry Potter Oh, that's, that's much more feasible than the first cinematic spider I thought of. The problem with him is he doesn't actually do anything. He just lets his no. minions chase Harry and Ron down. Yeah. So he got the boot. He's out. Um, I went to Shelob next from okay. Lord of the Rings. Uh, the problem is Shelob has problems with shiny lights, and that's all that the Infinity Stones- There's a lot of shiny lights. Yeah. The Infinity Stones are basically that, and Marvel CGI is basically that. Yeah. So, cut Shelob. The next one I went to, uh, Rosie, the Black Widow from A Bug's Life. And you know what? I decided she works because she's small. Okay. And the reason we're scared of spiders is because they're small and we can't keep track of them. I can't imagine Marvel having a superhero that it, that their power is that they're small. That seems ridiculous to me. It kind of does. Yeah, okay. But it, we're doing it here. Uh, Marvel is part of Disney, who also owns Pixar. I think it's easy to just pluck her up from Pixar. Her name is Rosie? Rosie the Black Widow. I don't think I remember any names from, from Bugs Life other well, than Well, now Flick. you do. And it helps with marketing because now we've replaced our Black Widow with an actual Black Widow. Wait, wait. Didn't we replace Spider-Man with a Black Widow? Yes, but we can just slide it over one. Okay, perfect. We, it, It's still a one-to-one exchange Black Widows. Exactly. Okay. Works for me. The spider I was thinking of was Charlotte from Charlotte's Web, which maybe would be a, another- Ah, screw Charlotte. Not as helpful. Uh, <laughs> I mean, maybe good on the propaganda front. I think she can be in charge of the but, the marketing for Infinity War Part 2. Okay, good. Sorry, Justice Plan Part 2? Justice Plan Part 2, yeah. But anyways, let's go ahead to your next movie. Anyway, my next one is Ant-Man. <laughs> um, Ant-Man was a difficult one for me because I kept getting stuck in the Marvel Universe. Yes. I kept thinking like, Wasp, no, that's that's just one over and she, she also died. Yeah. But the one, the one good character that did survive this movie obviously was Aunt May. <laughs> um, Aunt May, Aunt Man. Just Aunt May, A-N-T, May. Aunt May. Um, who gets a hold of a suit from Hank Pym, and she has this uh, uh, shrinking power, and it's Marisa Tomei. Okay. Uh, Aunt May. It's not Aunt May. It's not Aunt. It's not Aunt May or Aunt May. It's Aunt May. Uh, no, I get it. It's like great. Mant and Pig Latin. Yeah, Aunt May. I got it. Okay. It's great. Aunt May. I'm sold. <laughs> okay, good. Um, but also, she has the ability to get big too. 
that's my change that they've so they she haven't can done. be giant Ant May. Yeah, because when we did our our last Marvel giant mashup, Terissimo May, Terissimo, <laughs> Marissa Tomei. <laughs> when we did our uh, our our Spider Man episode, we did talk about Spider Man. Yeah, I, I thought it was a very compelling concept. Uh, and so Aunt May is my is my new addition to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. She steps up to adventure uh, good good nephew. Yes, Peter Parker who died who died, and is now replaced with a CGI Black Widow. Yeah, yeah. Um, my next one is the Hulk. The Hulk, and, okay. And so I searched the web for all of those Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde characters. Okay. Um, and there was one that was kind of unconventional. But worked for me mostly because I just rewatched this movie recently. It's a movie called Misery. It's a, based off a Steve King novel. It's about a writer who writes these like YA novel kind of Jane Austen style books, and his biggest fan finds him after he crashes his car in a forest, uh, and she takes care of him. The problem is she's kind of psycho, and when you're on her good side, nicest person in the world. When you're on her bad side, she wants to smash your feet in with a hammer. That kind of sounds like the Hulk to me. Yeah. So I'm straight up taking Annie Wilkes out of misery. I think she's scarier than the Hulk. I think Thanos would also be more scared. I think so. Um, He doesn't seem like he would handle that well. No, especially if his feet are bashed in. Yeah. Feet specifically? I don't know anything about this movie. Yeah. Okay. I've never seen Thanos' feet. Actually, they probably show up in Guardians of the Galaxy when he's in that big old throne. Uh huh. But I don't remember what his feet look like. Well, they're not there anymore because Annie Wilkes is going to smash him in. by Annie Wilkes. Okay. Yeah. Um. Okay. My next one is uh, Groot, and I thought we're going against stones, right? Yes. If you're fighting fire, you fight with Water. fire. That's right. Just like the famous saying, "You fight fire with fire." I I stand by water. But um, continue. Everyone knows you fight fire with fire. If we are going to fight stones, we need some stone, okay? Yes. Some rock types, if you will. Or water. I mean, also water is a possibility, but I'm taking it in the stone direction. And actually, water would... This next character looks like it would like water, but it doesn't. Remember, we're replacing Groot here, right? Yes. We need a tree. Yes. Obviously. Yes. But it needs to be made of stone. To yes. fight the Infinity Stones. Yes. It's the Pokemon Sudo Wudo. Oh. Who is a fake that tree is that is actually a rock type um, and does not like water. Uh, his only weakness is a water bottle. It's the only way he will unblock the path. If you, you spray the by. water bottle on him, he does a little jig and then you fight him. Yes, and then exactly. you catch him. And then at that point, he's level 20, which is pretty good. And then he joins the Avengers Initiative. Yep. And I think they do have to throw a Pokeball to summon him. Who's sort of in charge of that? I mean, maybe Rocket? Doesn't No, Rocket's dead. Dang it. I keep well, forgetting. Real quick, I think this works perfectly because all Groot can say is, I am Groot. Right. And all Pokemon can say is their own name. Right. So I think he does go the whole movie saying, I am Pseudo-Wodo. Yes. Which is actually even more than you'd expect from a Pokemon. You'd yes. expect just Pseudo-Wodo, but you do get, I am Pseudo-Wodo. And it, um, I think it's just a good fit. I think it's a it's a a still a tree because you do need a tree. You do need a tree. It's everyone loves trees. There's no debate. You need a tree character. But now you need a rock tree. Yes. Now I'm and digging. Thanos is gonna be like, ah, I remember when I killed Groot the tree. This will be easy. He's he tries a- to chop it down. Nope, his axe breaks on the stone. Exactly. Yep. I think that's a brilliant choice, Brian. Um, because that was his main weapon. 
yeah. when he was fighting Groot was an axe. <laughs> he, a woodcutter's axe. He gets the soul stone so that he can summon an axe yeah, to yeah. chop everyone down. Um, going off the Guardians train there, how we decided this is we decided, okay, we're each just going to take one of the Guardians of the Galaxy. And right. you picked Groot, and I was undecided at the time. Um, but I knew I had some space to tinker around with. Okay. So I was looking at this, and I was trying to look at the casting of the other four and realize, you know what? They've been in either like a space team or a team of scoundrels in another movie before. Zoe Saldana was part of a space team in the new Star Trek series. And then for the scoundrels, you got Chris Pratt, who was part of Magnificent Seven. You had Bradley Cooper, who was part of the A-Team movie. Okay. And then you got Dave Bautista, who's part of the WWE. Right. It's just a bunch of scoundrels. And so then I was like, okay, well, who is the mightiest? Or like, who's the leader of all those teams? Maybe that's how I can make the connection. So I went to Chris Pratt, Magnificent Seven. That's Denzel Washington. I went to Zoe Saldana. That's Captain Kirk, played by James, uh, not James. By James Spader. James Spader, who's played by Chris Pine. A-Team, you got Liam Neeson. And then WWE, with my lack of WWE knowledge, I decided was Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Yes. And so I was trying to determine, like, okay, you'd think The Rock would be the best in this situation. He but we already have punch. a rock type. We already have a rock type. And then you think, oh, maybe Liam Neeson, but he's a little old. Denzel Washington, uh, maybe a good choice, but Chris Pine's also valid there. Yeah. I decided, you know what? Why not combine them all? A, a dangerous proposition. Because here's the thing. The Guardians of the Galaxy are basically one entity. Like, you have your Captain America film. You yeah. have your Iron Man, your Ant-Man, Doctor Strange, all those. It's just Guardians of the Galaxy. My favorite superhero, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, yeah. They're basically one person. So I give you your one entity full of space scoundrels. Chris the Rock, not Chris Rock, Washington. <laughs> what was that the last part? Washington. Okay, Washington. All right. He's got the tenacity and the bravery of Chris Pine. He's got the bulging muscles and the bulging charisma of Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Yes. He's got the old man grizzle and wisdom of Liam Neeson. And he's got that voice that can simultaneously calm you as well as terrify you. Yeah. Of make Denzel you very Washington. Afraid. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that is my choice. Chris the Rock, not Chris Rock Washington. Um played by Jack Black. I, I was very adamant about that. Wait, so wait, hold on. So it's Jack Black is playing Chris the Rock Washington. No, it's Chris the Rock, not Chris Rock Washington. Oh, Chris Rock Chris the Rock, not Chris Rock Washington. Here's my mythology behind this. Okay. During this time warp that was summoning all these characters into play. Okay. The portal was closing and a lot of characters tried to squeeze through at the end. But they got a little mushed together. They were together. dying to get in. Yeah. Yeah. They just kind of got split and reorganized all together. And some odd reason, they came out looking like Jack Black. But it is Chris the Rock, not Chris Rock Washington. Okay. That's a beautiful name. Yes. Um, I like having Denzel Washington on board. Because I think maybe a tagline for the movie could be... Obviously, there will be a lot of taglines because there's a lot of characters. Yes. But one of them maybe is... Uh, Thanos is, is Dunn Zell Washington. 
Because I say that sometimes. Sometimes I'm like, oh man, I'm Denzel Washington. I think that's the primary tagline, but Denzel Washington is not he's in the not in He's not in the film. Yeah. But Jack Black does play a character that it, that represents maybe a fifth of him. I think it's a fourth. A fourth, yeah. Because Chris Rock represents 0%. I, I, You know what? It might actually be half, because once you take the negative Chris Rock, they need more space to make up for it. Okay, and I think Denzel Washington, I guess, takes that. Yes. All right. This is a wild character. Yeah. Okay, um, let's go to your last one. D- does it have multiple heads? No, it's just a Jack Black just head. Jack Black. Okay. Works for me. Um, and no one in the no one in the movie will acknowledge that it is all of these other characters, but we'll know. Yes. Okay. Okay. This is my last one. This number yep. six here. Yep. Um, my last one is uh, Doctor Strange, and this is the one I uh, I've sort of struggled with. At first, I was thinking it's obviously Sherlock Holmes. Yes. Um, so we can keep that uh, keep Benedict around. Um, I was that was my first thought when I saw him die on the screen. Was oh no. No more Benedict Cumberbatch. So when we were when we got the opportunity to make the sequel, I thought maybe we bring him back as uh, as Sherlock. Well, he's contractually tied to another movie, right? So we have to have Benedict Cumberbatch. But I think that will just have to be a uh, he'll just be an extra in the last one. Sorry, Benedict. <laughs> we love to have you. Um, just chilling in the background. Maybe you're a Force ghost, the Force ghost of Doctor Strange, because you are a Jedi now. And then he comes and whacks Iron Man on the head with a stick and says, "Hey, snap out of it." And he just makes that noise a lot. I would that's love to see the Benedict Cumberbatch Yoda impression. Yes, that is um, a must now. Um, but I thought we need a different doctor. I think that's the direction we needed to go. We do still need a doctor. Every team needs a cleric, right? Yep. Um, we need a doctor. We need one that is very smart. Yes. Um, we need we. In fact, we we need a doctor who is inspired by Sherlock Holmes, but he does need to be a medical doctor, and that's Doctor House. Okay. And he's played by Hugh Laurie. I think that is a brilliant move. He's an older, wiser Doctor House. So he's a little more reformed. Yeah. And I think I think he's retired from from his actual medical practice because it's become boring to him. But he just gets pulled back in for one more job. And, well, he, he was saving the universe. Yeah, well, because he apprenticed under Doctor Strange. Yes. Um, and learned all about the Infinity Stones. So that's sort mm-hmm. of his edge, right? Yeah. He knows the medical. He, he maybe knows what, what medical condition Thanos has and why he's purple. Yeah. Maybe he can diagnose him, sort of find okay. a weak spot. <laughs> you know what? I think that's ultimately how they defeat Thanos. Yeah, like, they oh, think... shoot. He's, like, oxygen-deprived, and so maybe exposing him to more oxygen could kill him. Or make him more cheerful. Maybe he's just super grumpy. Yeah. And, yeah. I love this idea that despite all this mysticism and this fantasy and superhero-ness, that it's literal science that saves the day. Or maybe he just ate too many blueberries, you know? Still literal science. Yeah, just science. Just actual our science. Real life science. And but I think that's an important message is to remember behind all these comic books is real science. It's real. It's all real. Yeah. Okay. No, I like that choice. This is a good set of folks. Mm-hmm. I think I'm I'm about ready to move into the uh into the plot and the some more development. Well, I've got the glue that's gonna put all of this together. Okay. Cool. Um, my last superhero to replace is Captain America. Captain America, the first Avenger. And? And the first to die in this movie, unfortunately. And he's going to be the first new Avenger. And here's Interesting. why. In the fifth post credit scene from Infinity War. Yes. You see I remember it in well. the rubble of the wreckage of the destruction, 
a hand reach out from the rubble wreckage destruction. Okay. And he pulls himself out. You see the goggles and the buzzed head. You just see this frazzled, beaten up Sam Wilson, a.k.a. the Falcon. Okay. Mind you, this is going to be a little bit of a cheat. I wondered why Sam Falcon, or Sam Falcon, the Falcon. What's his name? Sam Wilson. Okay. A.k.a. the Falcon. But bear with me. Okay. Because that's going to change. Okay. He looks out at this destruction. He sees all his teammates that were destroyed. And he has this moment of despair and grief, realizing all is lost. I am a simple, non-powerful Avenger. Yeah. I just fly around. Yeah. There's nothing I can do of my own accord. This was a very sad post-credit scene. I'm just going to submit to the will of Thanos, just live in this post-apocalyptic world, take care of my family. Several years go by. All that remains of his family is his little nephew. His little nephew's always like, I hate, I hate this world. Just Thanos, he's a big bully. We need to stand up to him. Sam Wilson's like, you know what? There's just nothing we can do. But his little nephew just keeps praying and searching and looking for an answer. Okay. What we can do. And one day he, d- he finds the portals that links to other worlds. And he goes, Sam, Sam, you, you need to gather some new Avengers. You're the only one who has uh, these credentials to you. Yeah. Remind me who this character is. The nephew? The nephew. Okay. I thought it was his son for a second. No, it's his nephew. It's hard to tell. It's going to be very important that it's his nephew. It's his nephew. Okay. He kept calling him Sam. And so I was like- Well, Sam is the- Sam Wilson. Yeah. No, I got you. And this is his nephew. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Go on. I don't know where you're going with this, but I like it. Um, he tries to gather some new people to form the new Avengers. Thanos figures out what he's up to and kidnaps his little nephew. Sam Wilson decides, you know what? I, I, I need a change. I need to step up to the plate. Yeah. It doesn't matter if I don't have super strength or super flight or whatever. I can still be an inspiration. Right. He has the ability to lead. And he puts on his Falcon wings and decides, you know what? I'm going to be Captain Falcon. And then he realizes... That's a property that Disney doesn't own. So I'm going to take off my Falcon wings. And that, that is a problem that we we have to deal with. Yes. Obviously. But then he pit, he finds Captain America's suit and he puts it on. He goes, you know what? This is going to be a beacon of hope. And you know what? Captain America, he's gone. But we're going to move on. I'm doing this for my nephew. I'm going to go by the alias Uncle Sam. Oh, beautiful. But I'm still going to be that hope, the... The dream's an ideal of the red, white, and blue, but I'm going to reach out to the rest of the world. And we're going to do this together. So he is the new Captain America. Captain America 2. Rather. Uncle Sam. Known as Uncle Sam. Yeah, okay. Um, I, and I think it's, I think the reference is actually lost on him. He like does not get yeah. the connection oh, to, of the, course. to the traditional Uncle Sam that we know and love. No one studies history anymore after the apocalypse. Well, after Thanos. Thanos destroys all the... That was the sixth post-credit scene was when Thanos was was meticulously destroying information. Yes. Um, yeah. So I think Uncle Sam is going to be the one who reaches out to these new Avengers okay. and assembles them. So, so we still have Captain America and Iron Man in this movie. Yes, we do. <laughs> But it, but rather than Captain America and Iron Man, it is Uncle Sam and the Iron Man. And yeah, the Iron Man by Black Sabbath. Yes. <laughs> I think that's what people call him. Yes. And maybe it's Ozzy Osbourne. Maybe he's played by Ozzy Osbourne. I think so. 
Yeah. Um, so I think we should go to the studio demands real quick. And I think we're going over on time. So we yes. should probably make the plot pretty simple, but we're going to add the studio demands. Um, but let's recap real quick who we've got. Okay. We have Uncle Sam, Chris the Rock, not Chris Rock Washington, Annie Wilkes, Rosie the Black Widow, Simba, and the Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt from my end. Okay. And then I had uh, The Iron Man by Black Sabbath, Zeus, Neytiri from Avatar, Aunt May, Aunt May, get it? Yes. Like Aunt May, uh-huh. Dr. House, and Sudo Widow the Pokemon. Yep. Um, a well-rounded team. Very well-rounded. Yeah, should we go to the studio demands then? I think, however, whatever we decide the studio demand is, that has to be how this team defeats Thanos. Okay. So when um, we spin the wheel, whatever comes up, it's not just some fun thing. This is their solution to yeah. defeating Thanos. We're getting a whole plot from this this wheel spin here. Because I don't think we have time for the plot. It's mm -mm, just, no. it's the typical superhero formula. They get together, they go and fight the bad guy. Okay, um, this uh, studio demand is from James Anderson. The request is, I was born in 1983, and I feel my birth year is underrepresented in Hollywood. Please include more people born in 1983. Okay, so I think they have to assemble more people because they realize that yes. the power that they have is just not This enough. is not just casting people born in 1983 in our world. They need to find people born in 1983. Why? How does that help them defeat Thanos? Well, I think that's when Thanos was also born. Okay. And maybe he kept them alive. I think... Out of nostalgia. He, here's the important... Thanos is very nostalgic. I think Thanos is actually born in 1984, but Thanos has this reputation of destroying history wherever he goes. Yeah. So that's why we need the 1983 years. He's tried to eliminate everyone before 1983 because the weakness to Thanos is somehow history materialized. And somehow he gets his birth date wrong. And he thinks he's born in 1983, so he thinks those people are okay. But in reality, he's a day later. And yeah. that's what the Avengers spend this whole movie doing, is figuring out his actual birthday. So now we need people from 1983, because somehow their existence is his kryptonite. Yes. Because history does not belong to Thanos. The Infinity Stones do not work on him, on them, when Thanos is wielding them. He is a positive infinite. Infinity, he's not a negative infinity. Yeah, exactly. And I think I think these people maybe have a glow to them. So you don't just have to like do a lot of research. You can kind of pick them out like, oh, that person was born in 1983. I do have a list here. Okay. Of uh, of famous people born in 1983. Future the Rapper. Okay. So that's something. Chris Hemsworth. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe, we, maybe they find Chris Hemsworth. Uh, but it's not Thor. At all. It's just Chris Hemsworth. It's Chris Hemsworth, the actor. I came think, through the portal. No, I think he needs to be the important person because they see him in the street and they're like, Thor, we thought you were killed. And he's like, Thor, I'm not Thor. I'm Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. But he's still very majestic. Because multiverse, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Andrew Garfield and Donald Glover, also, <laughs> also born in 1983. Uh, and uh, I think I learned who is doing the soundtrack other than Black Sabbath, Macklemore. Okay. Macklemore is also doing... He'll, he'll just do a track for the credits. They're going to fight Thanos downtown. Now, now here's a character or a person born in 1983 that may be helpful, and it's Kim Jong-un. 
Um, but unfortunately, he did die in the first one. So yes, that's very true. So we can't use him. Uh, wow, Jonah, Jonah Hill, Henry Cavill. I kind of want or Cavill, Henry Cavill, Chris Hemsworth, and who was and, and Andrew Garfield. And Andrew Garfield. I think that is one very symbolic because you got Chris Hemsworth from Marvel Studios. If Andrew Garfield from non-Marvel Studios, Marvel, you have got Henry Cavill from DC. From not Marvel at all. Shows we need all three to create the balance. But then the power was in them the whole time. They didn't need a super suit. They didn't need a production studio to tell them, hey, you are a superhero now. No, you just need to be born in 1983 and you are special. Because, yeah, 1983, there is... There is magic in that year. And Macklemore writes a song about 1983. Yeah. He probably already has. Um, Which brings me to one casting that we still haven't resolved, which is who's playing Rory. (laughs) (laughs) And and how are they going to get their first kiss? I I think Chris Hemsworth is Rory. Wait, is he Rory or is he Rory's first kiss? No, I think he's Rory. And he has to kiss Thanos. He has to kiss Thanos. Because Thanos can't touch history. Yeah, it's the only thing that breaks the spell is true love's kiss. Exactly. Thank you, Disney. Chris Hemsworth (laughs) kisses us to safety. The other tagline of this movie. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Rory's first kiss. And it is his first kiss. Chris Hemsworth has never kissed anyone. Never. Never. We know this. I think they dress him up like a nerd. Yeah. But it's just basically they sway his hair one way and put on glasses. Otherwise, he looks completely This picture the same. I'm looking at, he does have kind of a middle part, and it is kind of dorky. He looks old in that picture. He looks very old, and he also looks like the guy who plays Barney Rubble in the live-action Flintstone movies. I think you're right. I don't remember his name. But now he's Rory Rubble. Rory Rubble. No, but he is Crim's, he's Chris Hemsworth, though. How can he be Rory if he's... <gasps> you know who Rory is. That's Thanos' first name. His name what? is Rory Thanos. Rory? Th- yeah. And his, his first kiss is Chris Hemsworth. But he tries to make you forget it. Yeah. Because that's history to him. Right. Do we, we don't kill him then. Maybe he just becomes good with the goodness of Chris Hemsworth's that's kiss. That's what he needed. He yeah. was just... Just one Just one. Smooch. Really dehydrated. He just needed some... <laughs> just one wet smooch from Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> <laughs> and then he turns into a normal person. Yeah. True love Played can bu- save the day. And that's the secret of it. Yeah. We made it. The perfect the perfect superhero movie. Perfect Again. superhero movie. Again. <laughs> we just keep outdoing ourselves. Yeah. This was a long episode, Brian, but we can be proud of it. It's still probably shorter than Avengers Infinity War Part 2 is going to be. Yes. Um, but I think we should wrap it up. Okay. Sounds good. Do you um, want to tell the people where they can find us? I absolutely do. You can find us on Facebook at the Silver Screen Redemption. The Silver Screen Redemption. Silver Screen is all one word as always. Uh, we're on Twitter at Screen Redeem. And you can find everything at silverscreenpod.com. Check out our merch, all that. And with that, what's your name? I'm Brian Perry. I'm Houston Bodley. Whether or not they need redemption, we'll be there. Like superheroes. That's how they work. <laughs> Any similarities to actual persons, living or dead, is purely coincidental.